Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me, producing. Doing a fine job, looking good. Rocking his tie-dye shirt today, looking smooth. Thanks, Dwight. Uh, and safely social distancing from Costa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. How you doing, Jake? I'm fine. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday to you and to Austin and to all our listeners out there. We hope you're having as nice a day as that sky is blue out there today. Uh, yeah, it is nice. Sun's out. This is one of those days when it doesn't really matter how cold it is because when the blue sky is out, the sun's shining, it just makes the winter a little better. It's supposed to get into the 50s this week. Is it really? It wow. is. But I, I remember I remember playing I golf in February, you know, here at times. I, and and I, I, you know, I'm not a cold weather golfer. It was it was warm enough to wear shorts. Tell you, I've got I've uh, got a, a couple of buddies that we've been playing golf a lot over the past year, and we played golf. Uh, certainly, we played in November. No sweat. We played in December. In fact, I think we played. Tw- Twice in December, wow. we got one round in in January, oh, are you and kidding? we're just talking like nine holes at uh, uh. at Nibley because there was ice all over the place. It was, but we got the round in. But February, that was the this was the first month we did. You played golf play. in here in our hometown in January. Yep, I'll tell you what uh, was funny about were you bundled up. Uh, yeah, you, you put on the, uh, I usually, I've got the foot joy golf pants that I, I put uh, the long johns on underneath and <laughs> you go out there and make it happen. Uh, I'll tell you what was funny about our December round is uh, we played Forestdale and if uh, you can picture Forestdale hole number eight, not that it's relevant other than it's an extraordinarily short par three, but the green is covered on three sides by water. You know what I'm talking about here, Gordon? And it was ice on this occasion? I hit it into the water. Bam, right there on the ice. I've got pictures of it. Did not did not sink. Just went right onto the ice. I was hoping you were going to say it skidded across the ice onto the green. Well, that would be nice. But, no, this was uh, significantly left of the green. <laughs> there was no skidding. The, just... water, the water was not in front of the green. The water was kind of on, on all the other sides. So you had a, a, a fried egg. In the ice, essentially, yeah. yeah. But hey, it was pretty cool. There was there was only one time when the ground was really hard, like really frozen. Like this feels like I'm playing on concrete, frozen. But didn't that feel a little unnatural? Because you know when you when you're living your life, 
you sort of like to do things that feel natural. You know, and, and that doesn't feel natural. Oh, it's you great. Know? It's like, I don't know like what you're talking and, about, but it was great. <laughs> you, know, you don't play golf in sub-freezing temperatures. It wasn't sub-freezing. I think the coldest we played, I think it was high 30s, something like that, and the sun was out. Uh, all right. That just seems a tad bit unnatural. Hey. And maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm just soft, you know. I mean, the, I need to toughen up here a little bit. Well, but. yes, in so many ways. But um, I'm going to try it. Why, why you got to do that? <laughs> I'm just joking, of course. Uh, I I keep an eye on the weather. If we're getting into the 50s this week and this snow somehow disappears, I was thinking maybe I try and get in nine this weekend. When uh, when I used to snow blow my driveway and uh, all that, uh, I, I oh so long well, ago. Once it was March 1st, I quit. I quit doing it because I think, you know, it's not like we don't get snow in March. get plenty of snow in March, but it melts quick. And what you worry about in November, December, January is that that icing effect. And then once that's there, it's really hard to get rid of. But uh, in March, it usually that that was my that was my line of demarcation right there. Okay, I'm not doing it anymore. Well, I do it regardless, for the sake of uh, our mail carrier alone. And <laughs> good point. But see, my my mailbox is on the street. Oh, so how good for you? Mine's but, not. But uh, Austin, you know, here's the thing. You know, Austin goes out and invests all that money in that snowblower, and now, of course, we know what's going to happen. It's not going to snow. Mm-hmm. It'll snow. It'll snow a couple times in the spring, like it always does. Austin will use it. I've been there where I have a new snowblower and I'm just dying for it to snow and maybe a like an eighth of an inch sticks to the driveway and it's like, well, we've got to get out there. Yeah, and, you know uh, what I did Friday feet? night? Yeah, right. Did you do it? Oh, yeah. How'd At 9 p.m. How'd it go? Well, it didn't do so well because it was like an eighth of an inch of a, of a, of a, <laughs> of a some like a Jack Frost sneezed onto my driveway. I was like, fire it up. Let's get, let's get that driveway <laughs> clean. I know nobody's going anywhere until well into tomorrow. I think I but... scarred the driveway. It was so thin. I don't know. First pull? Uh, it's actually where you plug it in to start. Oh up. yeah, fancy, fancy schmancy. Wow, all right. But well, I didn't want to bother with getting the extension cord out, so I tried to do it with the pole, and yeah. it didn't work. Oh, well, so. hey, go with the fancy way every time. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. I'm glad you used it at least. Here, here, here's another bit of advice for you, Austin. And, you know, just un, un, unsolicited advice. You can listen if you want, or you whatever. But if you have an eighth of an inch, if you can clear your driveway with a broom. <laughs> then maybe uh, you know you keep the uh, snowblower in the shed. Our friend you uh, Chasta trailer uh, tweets in says, "Did I play it? No, the ice was thin enough where, and it was a bad enough <laughs> shot where <laughs> you know you play it where it lies. Uh, yeah, man. it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't happening. It Did was, it make that cool laser sound though when it hit? I don't know if I was." <laughs> Quite close enough. It didn't bounce though. Oh, okay. Yeah, it didn't bounce. It's just planted. Because when you yeah. skip a rock or a golf ball across a frozen lake, it makes that pew pew sound, and that uh, makes it worth it. You've thrown rocks across ice. Yeah. Yeah, he was a kid once. I mean, he... yeah. this was like three you weeks know. ago. <laughs> when was it? Just hey. a few weeks ago, because I know what sound it makes, and it's a cool sound. Anyway. I know the sound of a puck sliding across the ice. You but do not. not. Yeah, Go ahead. How does that sound? Oh, it sounds glorious. Oh, when you just when you connect right on a slap shot, baby. What does it sound that, like? 
Well, it just sounds like a, a clacking sound. It's a, it's very uh, rewarding for those of us who <laughs> who spend a lot of time on the ice. Regular Sasha Barraco in here. You know, this is a this is a totally different subject. Uh, but you know how? Well, let me start here. We we do a lot of remotes on the station. Hans Scotty, the big show. You know, we're coming and going, and uh, we're we're in studio today. And it, it's almost rare that uh, Scotty and Hans are in studio. Well, the show before usually one of us is gone or whatever. You know, but you know how I know when when they've been in studio. Because food left. No, the the air conditioning is on. I don't I don't Uh, understand. Those two must be the like. I don't know what their core temperature is, but it's just (laughs) hotter than your average human. (laughs) They're running hot. I'm I'm sitting here in uh, in my second favorite hoodie. I mean, it's uh, I'm wearing I'm I'm bundled up. Uh, Anyway, I'm gonna have to fix that. Terrific. Well, All right. Well, yeah. we have a lot. Speaking of being frozen, is that what, is that what brought that up? I went uh, I went skiing with my daughter uh, yesterday, and I was warmer than I am right now. <laughs> okay. It's a good day up the hill. Uh, full hey, of, gonna, I, of self-inflicted catastrophe, but, well, only one real bad one. I've got a question for you guys before we get into the hardcore sports talk. But I... I'm, I was observing my wife, and she was looking at her high school yearbook, and all her old boyfriends and all that. Should I should I be concerned about that, or do you think she was, she was just going down memory lane, just you know checking out? Oh, I think you know, I think this is a clear signal she's leaving you. <laughs> Finally, might I add? Yeah, I'd be super you concerned. Think, I'd probably call you an think attorney. She's out the door. <laughs> Where's our guys, Cordell and Cordell? I would get them on the horn <laughs> immediately. Oh, brother. Okay, I just wondered how I, how I should feel about that. That would be my reaction. <laughs> really, would it? Are you oh, just yeah. kidding around? Or? Oh, no. I'd be playing defense for sure. <laughs> okay. I'd be moving moving stuff around. I'd be getting stuff offshore. I'd, you know. <laughs> Certainly, they tell you. I, I learned from those those spots of Cordell and Cordell. Don't don't go to don't go to social media, Gordon. In fact, you know maybe clean that clean that up a little bit. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, divorce is funny. It's not really, but Gordon. Gordon. It is what happens to Gordon. Gordon's surely going to get one. I think it goes Uh, high school yearbook infidelity. Those are the steps. (laughs) Okay, I'll look into that. Might as well be on Tinder. I know somebody who ended up uh, uh, divorced, and uh, really, I don't want to make light of this because I know it's a it's a tragedy for some people. But uh, he uh, he found out his wife was leaving him, and uh, he he walked. Out, out of the car and into a bunch of uh, people who are gathered or something he had to go to. And uh, he, he he went up to one of his friends and, and uh, said, uh, and, and, and by the way, you all might know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to get specific. But he said to him, uh, oh, man, my wife is leaving me, you know. And he was expecting, you know, to have some arms thrown around him and just sort of feel good kind of make him uh, comfort him a little bit. And the first thing his friend said was, get a good lawyer. 
All right. That would be a little more entertaining for people if they knew who I was talking about, but uh, I, I cannot divulge, although you all know who it is. But anyway. Somebody Jake, very important? Jake, you've never yep. told me that story no. before. Yeah, well, I've kind of kept it to myself. <laughs> Would have been funnier sounds... if the guy was like, wait, you're married? <laughs> uh, brother. No. She's not leaving me. We're hopelessly in love. And uh, it's been that way forever, and it will be that way forever. I want to know about Jake's follies on the ski hill, though. <laughs> no, I do. A, it's not important. Did, did uh, little Sadie learn how to stop yet? Uh, she's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> she's certainly That's kind of important, Jake. She's certainly getting there. No, that wasn't our that wasn't our problem. Do, I was do you at keep, there's do you a, keep a string attached to her, is that the way it works? Oh yeah, well kind of both. I mean but here here's the issue is that there's a there's kind of a, 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 a what am I looking for? Not stereotype. There's there's like the person that leaves their gloves at home when you get to the top of the, you know, you're the, the car ride all the way up the canyon. And then you realize <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I forgot my boots. You know, there's like one in every group. Right. You have to. Anyway, I was that guy. You so forgot I, I'm, your gloves? No, it wasn't my gloves, but I'm I'm driving the I'm driving Sadie up the canyon and I forgot. <laughs> no, her harness thing that she uses. Uh, okay. So I had to be that guy, and I I turn all the I turn around, drive all the way home, and like I say, all the way home. I mean, it's it's not like I'm driving from Vail to Denver or anything, but still, <laughs> like turn around, go all the way home, get it, go all the way back up, you know, park the car, boots on, everything get put together. I mean, the like the amount of effort that it takes uh, to to do it is, you know, just really something. Only to get her ready to get her uh, skis clicked in, of course, and I I hear those magical words. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I've got <laughs> I've got to go potty. <laughs> so I'm I'm standing there at the top of the hill thinking to myself, and and illegally parked might I add. Because I was I parked in a spot to unload, and and my dad was there, so it was like, <laughs> it was like, I, I'm standing there at the top. I'm like, do I just abandon the car? And and parking like, stall lines are merely suggestions. And, and just pick her up and ski to the lodge. It, like with this, her under this your is arm. What I'm considering Who are at you, this Magnum point. Magnum PI. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> anyway. So I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking, okay, I, I, I'm thinking, okay, can we ski? Can I hook her up to the harness and we could hustle on down there? But then I'm, I'm still abandoning the car. And so I, I, I look at my dad, who's already got his ski boots on, by the way, and, and I said, okay, Dad, here we go. Which do you want, <laughs> the car or the potty? And he goes, I'll take the car. I said, all right, that sounds great. I'll, uh, I'll, take, the, I'll take the potty here. And... Uh, uh, we we, well, I was a little alarmed when I said, "Do you think you can hold it?" And she goes, "I've been holding it." And I thought, "Okay, well, that's probably not good," uh, but we made it. And uh, you know what? Uh, we, you know it, those one-piece snowsuits that look like I'm They're never going to bib. Right? I'm, yeah. I'm never going to get this off. No, like the full coverall. Yeah. Snow suits. Uh, oh, down to the wrists Down and all? to uh, the, the oh, whole my. thing. Yeah. And you think, I'm never going to get this off in time, and I'm going to be up a canyon with wet 
pants, you know. <laughs> you're, but you'd you're be surprised. The clock. You'd be surprised how quickly you can get those off, though, when you're when you're honestly <laughs> motivated. motivated. When there's a time yeah. bomb behind there. Yeah, it was like, okay, so, let's go. So, Jake, what would you have done had you not gotten there in time? What Left would the, the solution. Left, I just gone. To, I, I uh, honestly, because I thought to myself, I don't have uh, spare clothing. That's. That, those are things that Naz thinks about that are just ingenious that I somehow managed to leave the door without <laughs> even considering for a moment. And she has been very good about the whole potty thing, yeah, I got to say. But, good. like, yeah. You I didn't it, even have a full set of the first uh, layer of clothing. You had to go oh, back for that. Man, it it really would have. It really would have been a problem. So I'm sure I'm super proud of her for a variety of reasons, but but that that could have ended a lot. Well, more take poorly. I'm proud of you, man. You took her skiing, and you, you know it, it can be a tad bit inconvenient at the time, but well worth the effort. It really no. Is. We had a we had a great time, and let me tell you this today. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm honestly sore, but not like wow I skied real hard. It's all in my arms, because man, you're lifting her up and putting her down. Uh, about a thousand times yeah mm-hmm. as she falls and you need to get her back up and that sort of thing that uh and to get her on and off the ski lift oh that's, she's uh, not that's quite doing tall enough. that yeah. yeah right so you're they, not she's they, not staying they, on the tow hill then oh well, no we're doing the lift oh wow do we did do, the, we did do the, the uh, down when you when you line up to get on they slow it down oh uh, no but we did do the magic carpet a little bit because when i take off the harness and turning her loose you know that's a little bit of a smaller hill so, so uh, Gordon said he's proud of you for taking your daughter skiing. Yeah, I am. I am proud. So he he really likes it when you put in a lot of effort and a lot of I don't know money into an activity. But when you go fly a kite at the park, yeah. you're a cheap Heaven SOB forbid. and a terrible no, father. No, that's not true. Deborah, the the the, it, the equivalent would have been if Jake had taken Sadie skiing in the middle of July because he took her to fly a kite when there was no wind. And that was the problem. There was wind. It just stopped right when he got oh, there. Oh, no. There was no wind. You it's can terrible. tell when it's windy. <laughs> you know, this is a part of the, the, the craft. You got to know when to do what. And that, that was the point of that. Not spending time flying a kite. Just not, not, don't try and fly a kite on a windless day. That's all. I did turn her loose once. Sands harness on the, the chickadee heel, hill up there at Snowbird, which is a little bit more aggressive than that of the, the magic carpet. Because we uh-huh. just had to go really from the top of the magic carpet to the bottom of the, the where the the lift picks up. And, and how'd she oh, do? She took off like a bat out of hell. Ducked you know, a rope. Ducked her first rope, so that's nice. Yeah, know, scared gonna, her father something fierce. I had this, to, like, like take she, off after her. She's going to be an expert skier. You wait and see. Yeah, she's certainly fearless now. <laughs> had she seen someone duck a rope before? No, she just didn't want to turn around it. It was kind of in between where she, like her and where she was going. And, you know, she's not tall. She didn't have to really duck at all. <laughs> she just <laughs> out of my right way, rope. It. Went right under it. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah, that the joys of parenthood. Look at you. You know? Yeah, it was, a great, it was a great day. In all honesty, it was awesome. It was just yeah. what the doctor ordered. I hope, uh, you know, it's funny, but I, I hope she. And she will eventually. I don't know exactly when, but hope she appreciates that kind of effort because, yeah, that is time-consuming, expensive, but uh, you're building memories. And uh, let me tell you, when you get to a certain point in your life, you'll look back at those times and, and really hold them close.
I'll tell you this, though. You know how we play a variety of come-ons whenever somebody says, come on, come on. <laughs> well, there's one where we have Joe Bluth from uh, from Arrested Development that's that's kind of more like the, oh, come on. That's what went through my mind when, when I got the, I've got to go potty. Potty like, call. Oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> Which I made her go before we left, of course, but that was some time ago because I lo- I forgot the darn harness and had to turn around. So. Yep. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you had a good yeah, day. That's good. Sorry, I took up like that whole. Come time. on. Yeah. Exactly. Come on. Oh, come, come on. on. <laughs> that's my favorite. one. I love that one too. All right, should oh, we get it? Should we get into the jazz coming up next, Gordon? That, yeah, I that think was we should. My, my weekend adventure. Uh, we'll we'll dive into that coming up straight ahead. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today, White Snake. Selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Can we turn this up? God, I love this song. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. You know what I needed on a Monday? White Snake in my life. That's what I needed. Has White Snake ever done like a, a reunion tour? Oh, it's had to have happened. I have not seen them. I'd love to go to a White Snake show. Oh, if they came to town, I'll go with you. Go get a rock on. Yeah. I can I can pull out the my jeans with holes gonna, in it. Gordon, can I borrow some jeans? <laughs> no, those are cheater jeans. You can't buy jeans with holes in them. You've got to no, earn no. those. I meant the, the light faded ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you described them that way because that's the way they they're faded. They were never stone. I was never into the stone wash thing. Uh, I wasn't gonna do that, but uh, yeah, I was never a big White Snake fan. But if you love them, you love them. You know what can I tell you? Yep. You know I'm all excited about <laughs> about White Snake, and I take a drink of my coffee, and yeah, just spill it all over my I nice think, white sweatshirt. I think Jake <laughs> has the record for human days in a row spilling on himself. Uh, it happens all the time. <laughs> when you my, drink, when you don't it, have anything, you've somehow spilled. It's got a it, lid on it. <laughs> the hole is one of those microscopic coffee lid holes. <laughs> wow. Well, you have to pretty much extricate the coffee out of there. I have to, now I have to apologize for myself every time I see somebody today from here on out. Like a Lisa's, moron. Lisa's it happens to me all the time. Please, ex- uh, hi, Tim Lacombe. Please excuse my stained uh, attire. I uh, can't do you, help do you have myself. you a drinking problem, Jake? Yeah, I can't 
get it from cup to mouth. Doesn't uh, know how to drink. Humiliating myself. All right. Uh, split story, you say, Austin? Is that, that what we're supposed to do? Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> now that we're... Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gobert hands singles. He goes behind him for the three and hits it. Joe for three. Got it. Back to Joe. Feet set. Ball wet. Splash. Joe Ingles for three. Donovan lobs it up to Rudy. The help comes from the weak side. He catches and dunks. What a play by Rudy Gobert. Donovan right side. Big step back three. Pow! Donovan Mitchell practically perfect in every way. Donovan taps the rebound. Clarkson comes out with it. Gives to Donovan for a right-hand floater who scores it. Donovan Mitchell's got 21 in the quarter. Akuna Matata. Ingles rotates the left corner. Catch and shoot for Donovan Mitchell is good. Donovan puts the Jazz up 15. He's got 24 and the Jazz have 15 threes. Donovan pull back jumper left side swish. Ring the 30-point belt. Donovan Mitchell had six in the first half. He's got 31 on the night, 25 in the second half, and he's got it rolling right now. 9 of 13 in the second half shooting for Donovan Mitchell. I've seen pretty much every coverage, and now it's about adjusting, not just for myself to score, but getting guys involved, make the simple play, and try to find ways to just make the right play each time. All right, Gordon, let's talk a little bit about the Utah Jazz. 1-1 lost one over the weekend. Uh, lost to Miami Friday night, 124-116. to Then bounced back against the Magic on Saturday, 124-109. to Where do you want to start? Well, the one thing that Jazz, you heard Donovan there mention uh, some of the looks uh, that he was seeing. The Jazz are going to have to get used to these defenses that uh, where coaches are getting creative. And, uh, you know, we've talked about switching defenses, but uh, the, <laughs> possession to possession, there are complete differences in the defensive coverages they're seeing. And, and that takes them to be able to read and recognize, almost like a quarterback. And they all have to pitch in in that regard. And when they make the right decision, and uh, Donovan in that second half was uh, pretty sweet. Uh, just they, they're going to have to get used to this because teams – are not going to show them, on most occasions, I don't think are going to show them the same looks every every time. So I still am not worried about this team's offense in the slightest. I know, you know, their matchup against Miami, people talk about the way that they play defense on. I got it, and, and sure. But they still scored 116 points, and they still scored 41 points in the third quarter. The problem was Miami scored 39 and so I think when the Jazz have nights where they're not beating teams by 20, I think usually it comes back to defense. Uh, okay, fair enough. Although you got to admit, I, it's, it is true that when the Jazz are scoring the ball, teams have a hard time keeping up with them. Right, and, and I think, and you've made this point a bunch of times in the past, I think a lot of times that's predicated on defense. For example, against, uh, against Miami, uh, you want to be, um, you know, getting rebounds, getting stops, and getting moving. We've talked about how important transition is to this team. They got crunched, crunched on the boards, and we're taking the ball out of the net all night. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to get some stops to kickstart that offense and get those That's runs right. <laughs> that, that you're talking about. And if it, let's start with Miami here for uh, for just a second, because I think Jimmy Butler. Um, 
I don't want to say exposed because that sounds so negative, but but how Jimmy was effective, I think, is interesting and actually could be an issue going forward. All right. All right. When you build your team around giving the other team long twos, so you're taking away the three, you're taking away the rim, you don't really press for turnovers because it's not really your style, you're encouraging teams to take long twos. Well, what happens when the other team has a really good player who feasts on long twos? You know, we got so caught up in the switching defense against the Rockets, especially that first year that they matched up against the Rockets in the playoffs, and you ignore the fact that Chris Paul just won the series because he just was draining long twos. Yeah. So I don't know if that's something we want to keep an eye on going forward, but that's, I mean, those are the shots the Jazz defense is designed to give up. And by give up, you know what I mean, Gordon. I'm not saying just like, hey, go ahead and shoot it. But, I mean, you're concentrating on hugging shooters and taking away the rim. You're you're giving that part of the, the floor. You're encouraging the other team to shoot those shots. Well, what happens when Jimmy Butler is just on and goes 12 of 22? Right, right. What happens then, when, when somebody yeah. takes over the game that way? Then he scores 33 points and you end up losing. Right. Uh, but but uh, do you, I, I'm not convinced that the Jazz would shift it up too much considering that doing that in a best-of-seven series might be difficult. Might be. It takes a special player. It, it really does. And, and Jimmy Butler, lest we forget, is a, is a, a special player. And I think that he had a little something extra in the tank that night, too, because um, not only did he get uh, snubbed from the All-Star game, but also DeMontis Sabonis got named as Kevin Durant's replacement right before the game started. So <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he had a little something extra that he wanted to go out and, and do something special against the best team in the league. That would not surprise yeah. me. And he was he was great. He was really, really good. And Miami is be- a lot better than their record. Watch oh, it. Yeah, watch, I agree. Watch they've they've they had do. injuries. They've had situations. And uh, what, look at look at that. As I was watching that game, I was thinking, okay, Jimmy Butler is just a special player. But he had a whole lot of help in that game, too. I mean, there were five other guys who contributed in fairly significant ways. And uh, the Jazz just uh, looked ragged in trying to stop them. And they paid the price. And that's going to happen sometimes. I I think it was DJ who asked the question recently on on Twitter, uh, is is it good for the Jazz to lose every once in a while? Because isn't that the coach's cliche, that you learn more from a loss than you do from a win? Well, I I think – Oh, sorry, is it important for them in preparation for the postseason for them to face some adversity so that they can make these adjustments that we're talking about? Well, you go back to you go back Oops, to Donovan sorry. Mitchell after the Clippers game, and you go back to Donovan after don't the Clippers do, don't game, do it, don't where, do it, where he actually don't said don't. that uh, that this could be a good thing. So, so to your point, but I, I think you know Jazz are going to lose games going forward, and as far as Friday yeah. night games uh, go. There's there's no shame in losing to uh, to a team like Miami when they're having their best night, you know. And they had they had a great night. Dragic with 26 coming off the bench, and you know yeah. he's been missing for them most of the year. And Jimmy Butler having a special night. And hey, Bam is a player. That yes, dude was an All Star last year, and he probably should have been this year. I mean that guy that guy is a player. So and Eric Spolster is a great coach, and they're always going to give you 100 percent effort because that's what they do. So there's there's no shame in dropping that one. And by the way, it was close right up until the end. 
I mean, to your point, yeah. if they made some more shots at the end of the fourth quarter, maybe it's different. Maybe it's not. But, uh, you know, there there was no shame in that L. And then they bounced back second night of a back-to-back. I mean, right. Well, that was no, you know, I mean, that's not a 500 club. Mm-mm. You know, that is the Heat, uh, when they when they get it going and get it focused, that'll be a dangerous team in the East when the, uh, when the playoffs start. Uh uh, because I don't think anybody would really want to have to face them right away if they're at full strength. And, and of course, Spolster's just a terrific coach. I, I mean, I thought what they were doing defensively against the Jazz was uh, it, it, it took the Jazz a few hiccups to try and get used to that. And like you said, yeah, they did score 116 points, but uh, it, maybe it's just because they needed points at certain times, and, uh, and the Heat did a good job of... Uh, slowing them down in that regard, at least relative to what they were doing at the other end. We have some breaking NBA news. Uh, Woj reporting Atlanta has dismissed Lloyd Pierce as coach. Oh. All right. I think Atlanta is one of the more underachieving teams. I, You know, certainly you don't advocate or celebrate anybody losing their job, certainly, but uh, they're at 14 and 20. They have a better roster. They were certainly hoping for more than they're getting. I mean, they had they sorry. made the move for Clint Capella for that reason. Do you think they consulted Trey Young? Is he good enough yet that you yes, ask him those things? They would. I, I'm almost certain that they would. You have to in the modern NBA talk to your stars, and uh, you know it's it's tricky. So you if you're think- gonna let a, if, if you're gonna let a coach go, it's got to be more than just the record. There's got to be something else going on in order, I think, to do that uh, in the middle of the season this way. So are you saying Trey Young had Lloyd Pierce fired? I don't know. I don't know. But I suspect that there was some other factor other than just the record. I don't know. It's such a dangerous thing, right, when when you consult players on those types of decisions because what happens when you don't take their advice? Maybe he well, said it, no, don't fire him, yeah, and then they did. Right, you know, it's yeah. it, it's, and I get it, Gordon. You're right. Modern NBA and all that player empowerment, and that's that's life as we know it. But it's still a really delicate dance. I actually well, wonder what. Sure the, they, I'm not sure that you have to get permission. It's just to, to advise them of what's going on. Uh, I think what a, a text a you, few minutes before Woj breaks it. No, I don't I, think I that's going to pacify. Uh, well, what you're we, talking yeah, about we talk, here. We talk, we've talked how many times about different people around the NBA who say that communication in the modern game is so important. I think uh, communication in these other ways. There might be some exceptions to that around the league, based on the way franchises are operated. But I, I bet in most cases. The stars. I'm talking about if the Jazz were going to make a move that was going to be a bit of a shock to the system, perhaps, I think that Donovan Mitchell and probably Rudy Gobert would be advised of that. Don't know it, but suspect it. I don't know if you have to get permission from that player to fire an underperforming coach, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not talking about permission. I'm talking communication, let people know what's going on so that they don't find out. And that would be blown away by it. Well, yeah, sure. I'm sure they sent Trey Young a text <laughs> before he saw it. I would hope so in the media. But that's not what we're getting at, right? We're getting at do you consult a star player before these moves are made? Not tell them about it, but actually consult with them. Well, I think there's middle ground between those two things. I, I think I would talk. I would talk to my star player or players 
before I would make a move like that. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily hold myself to their opinion, and I wouldn't convey that I was going to hold myself to the opinion that they have, but I would talk it over with them. Uh, and, 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 yeah, I don't, and I'm so not sure, I, I don't think that, I don't think the jazz would, would, uh, leave it up to their players. I, uh, that's not what I'm saying, but uh, a discussion needs to be had. What would happen when they're, and we're seeing this with Russell Wilson, right? Play out right in front of our eyes, by the way. But what would happen when your opinion differed from theirs? Uh, then you would have to communicate. I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about. You don't have to. You're so not you'd have hold... to sway them to your side. Uh, yeah, or at least sort of be or, or reasonable give them with all them. the power. You're not going to agree on all these kinds of decisions. Uh, I mean, mm. the, but but you can you can sort of come to an understanding well, even I, if somebody disagrees. You see in Seattle what happens when Pete Carroll disagrees with Russell Wilson. Because that's that whole story. Russell went in in the offseason. He said, hey, I've got some ideas for you guys. I've got some things. I've been thinking about it. And and they placated him said, oh, that's nice, and then didn't do any of them. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the source for what's going on with Seattle right now. I mean, that's why I'm saying that's why it's such a delicate dance. But that's life in modern sports. And you know what? Seattle's going to lose a franchise quarterback because of it. Well, I think I would have listened to him. I'm not saying I would have done everything that he wanted to have done, but I I would give somebody of that quality, of that character, uh, the impression that he had a say-so. The impression? Now we're lying to him? No, no, but you gotta you gotta treat these you gotta treat these star athletes. I'm not talking about just whatever you say. Okay, we're changing everything up, taking all the power away from the coach. No, but you gotta include them. I think uh, that's just that's just a part of the modern game. You think if LeBron James had a strong idea that that wouldn't be heard out? No, they've caved to his every strong idea throughout <laughs> his career. Well, that's I think that's the way it is on a lot of teams. Right, and, that and doesn't make it, it that doesn't make it the best way to run a franchise. No, but I bet you the make... Cavs really regret signing J.R. Smith to that ludicrous deal and and Tristan Thompson, okay, which is yeah, delayed, they, they, which yeah, is delayed their re, rebuild by years. All right, so whoever was making the final decision probably could make a make mistakes too. I'm just saying include them in the process. Not I'm not saying cede the power over to them completely, like you described there. But I, I, I'm telling you, it's a delicate dance. I know it is. But even in the case of uh, when when Jerry Sloan had uh, Stockton and Malone, uh, and those were old school days, right? And and Larry believed in giving the power to the coach. And I and I'm not saying that take that power away, but I would assume that Stockton and Malone may have been included in the inner circle. Okay. I don't know that for a fact, but it just seems like that would make sense. And that was 20-plus years ago. Right. And then we saw what eventually happened when a player disagreed and that wanted his opinion heard. And it it wasn't pretty. Well, yeah, but I think it's better than ignoring him. Don't you, Jake? Come on. Find the middle ground here. Come on. Come on. Oh, come on. Oh, my, all my opinion was the whole time is it's delicate. It's, it goes a little bit further than, well, just communicate. I mean, <laughs> that's, it, it, how much voice in the room do they get? 
Well, if any. Wait, wait, if that's what communication is. The definition of communication is me talking to you and you listening and you talking to me and me listening. That That is what communication is. What happens when your reaction to them saying is like, wow, that's a just terrible idea. We're not going to do that. Oh, come on. Uh, then you got it. Then you got something you need to work out. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Stay tuned. More Big Show next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. During the break, Jake and I have been breaking down various players who may have wanted to say so and what was going on. And some of the players, Jake, uh, probably, I don't know whether it would be a great idea to just hand everything over to them, you know, because it just doesn't work that way. That That's why, and you hit the nail on the head, it's a it's a tricky, tricky balance, but you better play it right or else you're going to have a problem with your player. And we did bring up the most extreme circumstance with LeBron, who's wielded an entire agency basically to, you know, it's it's makes it a lot easier for the Lakers to trade for Anthony Davis when he switches over to clutch sports, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, wouldn't you say LeBron is one of the most powerful forces in the NBA, whether we're talking on the court or off it, in the front office, even in the ownership, he might wield uh, substantial, substantial power. Well, he's worth hundreds of millions, if not, you know, over the long haul, billions of dollars. Yeah. So uh, certainly far more than he's comp- uh, compensated. Uh, Gordon, just switching gears for, for just a second, because this is kind of a smaller story, but I wanted to throw it in there because uh, it, it's interesting why people make deci- the decisions that they do. But did you see that J.J. Watt signed with the Cardinals? I did. For $31 million over two years, 23 of that would be guaranteed. I'm curious. I, w- I wonder if your reaction was the same as mine. What was your reaction? I'll tell you. That they must have been the best offer by a long way. <laughs> Well, you think J.J.'s to the point now where he says, I don't care where I play as long as I get paid? I would guess the, the sun and the weather might have been nice, too, but <laughs> I don't I, I don't I don't get it. Well, first of all, 23 million guaranteed and, and 31 overall is probably a touch more than I mean, that that's that's a gamble to give him that kind of money based on his injury history the past couple of years and his, pro, his production the past couple of years hadn't been terrific either. Um so that I, I was surprised by the amount of money. I thought that that was really, uh, really high. But I mean, do you Did think you that, expect him to go to uh, to a Super Bowl contending team? Well, that's traditionally what we've seen some of these veterans do, right? Again, if the money is is somewhat similar, I would guess. But maybe the Bills can't afford to give him twenty three million guaranteed. It's a lot of dough. I'm to, I'm to the point now when players make those kinds of decisions, I just sort of. Uh, I throw my hands in the air and say, okay, whatever you want, you know, whatever you want, whatever your reasoning is, because it seems like everyone's got something. 
and it's not always the same for everybody. But uh, I, 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 I noted that he made that decision, and I, I did wonder why. But um, his reason why is going to be the same as, as uh, Russell Wilson, for instance, wanting to go to a certain team somewhere else. It's a, it's an individual thing. And whatever. I mean, I'm fine with it. If well, that's what it I'm fine with it being a money grab. I'm fine with it if he were to like the weather. But do the Cardinals strike you as a team that's a defensive end away from winning a Super Bowl <laughs> or really doing anything? I mean, they, they've got a coach who's who's really pretending to be qualified. <laughs> nice. Here we go again. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see what Murray turns into. Kyler Murray certainly has has shown signs that uh, that he's got some potential. So maybe that's maybe that's a thing. But uh, Hopkins is great, and that's a former teammate of JJ Watt. But I, I, I again come back to you think. I mean, do you think they're a defensive end uh, away from winning a division and then in the same uh, division as the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Niners? Well, the reason you bring the, uh, I think one of the reasons you're probably bringing this up is because remember his tirade after after that one loss, yeah. and he he was just going berserk because his teammates he didn't feel well, not just his teammates, talk about everybody involved in the organization wasn't really trying to win, and so I don't know whether someone within the 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 Phoenix uh, organization convinced him that this was going to go in a certain direction, but. His teammates better be ready to play and play hard, or else he's gonna he's gonna complain. And I don't really ever I haven't seen J.J. Watt as a complainer. Have you? No, but if you're if you're sucking up that kind of cap space on a team like that, what are you what are you really demanding? Everyone to try hard. I, I think I think this is just a. Well, I'm going to enjoy the weather there in Phoenix and uh, and stroll through these next couple of years. <laughs> but uh, you know what? That that's not fair to JJ Watt because he's been nothing but a uh, an amazing player for a long, long time and has done amazing things in the community and seems like a pretty good human. So that's probably not fair. But why else would he go to Phoenix? That had to be by far his best offer. I, I imagine it probably was, but I don't know. It, it could have been anything. It could be. Location, maybe vacations there. Maybe he's got family there. Maybe I, I, I have no idea, but he's got his reason and whatever it is. All right, go play, play well, play hard. See what happens. All right, we'll uh, we'll get into more coming up next. Uh, stay tuned. We've got a little what's go uh, what's going on. Oh no, actually, Coach Chiesa is going to join us. Excuse me, I forgot. Coach Chiesa coming up next. Chris Mannix at four five o'clock pregame. Stay tuned. More next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.